0: Loves, you. No, no one one loves one, you. no one loves you. No one loves you. No one loves you. I can't even get the name, the own podcast. Right?
1: That's our podcast.
0: Yeah. Um. Bye, go home. No one no loves one. you. No one. Not nobody. It's me, Lena. And it's me, Mark. Hi. Hey. Bye. Go home. No one loves you. So, the name of our podcast is Such Because We Live in the Rust Belt, and the Rust Belt is kind of an apocalyptic wasteland in places. Yep. And nobody really talks about it. Nobody really wants to be there. But there's a lot of interesting, cool things that happen around there that are shrouded in mystery. So we're here to tell you all about the bullshit and maybe some craziness
1: and some buffoonery. But probably
0: more the macabre, creepy, Weird. mysterious, and corrupt. Ooh. Ugh. 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 All
1: right, let's do this.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a little story. Okay. Um, about a fellow named Robert Leroy Wayne Jackson, aka Bobby Jackson. <gasps>
1: Bobby Jackson! Okay.
0: That's his name. Um, and this took place in Buffalo. No shit. Yeah. All right. Um, so
1: I'd Buffalo's like, where we're from. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever said that.
0: Oh, I'm from Bu- – well, I'm from – I'm from – We're from, from Buffalo. 24. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Anyway, go on.
0: Um, <clears throat> so I would like you to imagine
1: – I'm imagining.
0: That are you are way back in olden times. October, 1982. October 22nd, <laughs> 1976. Oh, wow. It's a time of excitement. I think the car was just invented – um,
1: black and white TV.
0: TV. Oh, I didn't even know that. I, I thought they had just radios.
1: I think they had black and white TV.
0: Okay. We don't know.
1: Well, someone can fact check
0: for it. It's us. October in Buffalo, so okay. it's it yeah. was a windy day. It was, you know, kind of nice. It was a good day to be outside for the time of year.
1: For Bobby Jackson. Yeah.
0: Well, no, okay. for you. You're imagining okay. Okay. us okay. right okay. now. Mm-hmm. And you're in the city square. In front of our beautiful city hall, which really is an amazing building, I have a tendency to be very sarcastic. So when I say things like "beautiful," I usually no. Mean it's opposite. stunning. Yeah. Inside, it's
1: stunning. Still.
0: Well, the outside's really cool too. It's Art Deco, and it's like one of the tallest outside of the Mississippi. But, anyways. Anyway. So you're in the square, and the sun's shining, and it's a pleasant day, and you hear like a like a. Ting, ting. And you look on the ground and there's quarters. And a man next to you runs over and scoops them up. And then more change falls out of the sky. This man allegedly was a young Carl Palladino who was working in City Hall.
1: uh uh I swear Stop to God. it.
0: I swear to God. <laughs> and he scooped up the change and ran inside. But you hear somebody scream. Uh-huh. I think I know where this is going. My heart is and racing. You, I'm not even lying. And you turn around, away from City Hall, and you look, and there's all these people with horrified looks on their okay. faces. Uh-huh. And you turn toward City Hall, and you look up where they're looking, and right there on the flagpole, oh, yeah. uh-huh. impaled halfway down, uh-huh. is young 19-year-old Bobby Jackson. Ugh. Who
1: I knew this jumped was where you were going. from the
0: observation deck. Nuh-uh. His trajectory changed after he jumped. He moved over 15 feet and fell 250 feet down to the flagpole where he was impaled halfway down with the flag inside him. And it was still flapping in the wind.
1: I'm so sorry. You have to look at my face right now. My mouth was just a gape. That was disgusting. I'm so sorry.
0: Well, and some people say, who had offices facing the The city, the flagpole, Uh that he was alive for a little bit while he was on the flagpole. And this isn't a made up story. And it actually became somewhat notorious because Jet Magazine published a picture of this image. For real? For real.
1: I like know the story, but I've never looked at a picture of it.
0: There's a, there's a picture of it and you don't, You don't want to see it because it was something. But a lot of people don't know that Buffalo has a beautiful observation deck on top of City Hall. It's amazing. Yeah. um, It's right at the top. How many
1: floors is City Hall?
0: uh, If you count the observation deck, it's 30, but technically it's 28.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's really high up. Yeah. Like really high up. Yeah. I'm surprised they still have people up there then.
0: Well, there's giant barriers. Right now that go up really high at the time. There weren't. Oh, Um, but someone could still sneak through those. They if they tried hard, if they tried hard and they were quick because there's security guards up there and there was a security guard up there at the time and Bobby Jackson's brother, who was 16 years old at the time, insists that Bobby did not kill himself, but rather it was murder. This is further complicated by the fact that the Buffalo Police Department can't locate any actual records of the incident in their files and refuse to investigate it. Stop it. And the one thing that brings a lot of people back to the murder conversation is that they saw Bobby Jackson jump. And they saw his body move in a strange way that a lot of people feel like a gust of wind couldn't accomplish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been up to the observation. I have, yeah. Okay, it's windy.
1: It's very windy up there. But you can feel it.
0: Could that wind push a body 15 feet? 15 feet midair right after the jump? If
1: it were a gusty day, because downtown the wind whips. Let's be honest. Like I work downtown oh, and yeah, the wind totally horrible. whips down there. It's awful. So I think if I were to speculate, maybe if it were windy enough, like it's been really windy lately. And even so, like it pushes me around, but I'm the size of a baby. Um, but. Well, I the just,
0: Buffalo police department was also very quick to rule it as suicide. Um. Sergeant Ed Gorski, like, almost immediately said there's no way anybody could throw a human body up over an eight-foot wall and then 15 feet out. But there was a guard up there named Edward Zielski, and he was in the observation tower. He was the only other person that was up there. And he said Jackson came to the tower at about 2 p.m., mm-hmm. and after a short time, he asked for directions to a restroom. He left it and was gone for about eight minutes, and then he came back up. He was looking out the windows and he was wiping his eyeglasses on his jacket and Mr. Gorsky says he gave him a Kleenex and then he went out onto the observation deck after he thanked mr. Gorsky um he received a telephone call, Mr Gorsky mm-hmm. apparently about half an hour later, in the observation deck about. A man being impaled on a flagpole.
1: So my whole thing is, like, a flagpole is typically round at the top, right?
0: Well, you you can punch a straw through a tree in a hurricane. It, I mean, the force of some of the ways let's say, like, 180.
1: Right. Coming from 30 floors up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, he fell 250 feet, so he had a lot of trajectory. But... My thing about this is the guard, Mr. Zielski, didn't see Mr. Jackson come back into the observation tower for half an hour.
1: He was in the bathroom for half an hour.
0: No, he had already come back from the bathroom when he had the conversation. He had been sort of milling about, apparently, according to the guard. And when he came back from the bathroom, they had the conversation about the Kleenex and the eyeglasses, et cetera. And then Mr. Jackson went out onto the observation deck. Half mm-hmm. an hour later, Mr. Zielski received a call saying there was a body impaled on the flagpole. pole.
1: So what did his family have to, what did Bobby Jackson's family have to say? Because his brother was there, 16-year-old brother, Bobby Jackson's 19. His
0: brother wasn't there. But he was 16 at the time, and to this day, his family insists it was a murder. And the Buffalo Police Department never opened an investigation, even though there's all sorts of odd questions about the timeline that's presented in regards to Bobby going out on the observation deck and the guard and the push that changed his trajectory. It, it's all just a little strange,
1: so, oh my God! So, what? So, was the security guard new? How? Like, I'm curious about history. Like, new. How old was he? Does he have a backstory? He does.
0: Um, oh, look well, at me
1: asking all the right questions. Thank you.
0: He was an older Polish man. Okay. Um, and this was 1976. Uh huh. And it's strongly alleged that this man was highly racist.
1: So Bobby Jackson is black?
0: Yes. Okay. And the guard was white. And... Does he have
1: previous... Allegedly have previous, uh, like, you know, marks against him for doing... I mean, it's the 70s, so obviously everyone's racist, right?
0: Yeah, probably. I don't know. That was, like, 20 years before I was born, so... Yeah, so 200 people saw that happen and okay. they saw him move mid air right. 15 feet over to the flagpole. Uh, but there was that half an hour that's unaccounted for where the guard never actually went out and checked or never actually knew. And this only came out in a later interview with the guard because somebody had admitted that they saw Bobby Jackson down there beforehand. Um, so other people verified the timeline that the guard never disclosed until it was already verified. I have a question. I have an answer.
1: (laughs) I hope so. So, like, you know how now they can tell when people die? Yes. Like, the actual time of death and how long they've been dead for, because of, like, lividity and all that? Have they ever, like, could they do a test at that time to figure out had he died... Before, impact, or after? Well, there Because you said that people saw him moving, but if it were windy out, that could just be the wind?
0: There, or was it
1: just his fabric on his clothes moving?
0: It was more than a few people, and if you had time to examine the picture, you would see that he wasn't wearing clothing that would move in the wind, and he had already plummeted from the top of the building because the flight pool's on the ground. Of course. So... He wasn't in a place that was windy, Mm -hmm. and he was making facial movements. Um, Like wincing? Well, the descriptions of what he was doing include twitching, squirming, and he opened his mouth and he screamed.
1: Oh, my God. I'm like.
0: Or uttered some sort of, you know, cry of anguish. Mm -hmm. But. It's never been investigated, it's never really been looked into, and it was deemed a suicide almost immediately by the Buffalo Police Department, who has no record of this even happening.
1: Right, but everyone saw it, and there's a picture of it. So, it happened. Did they just, like, accidentally throw it out? Because, you know, sometimes they get rid of stuff, like, after 20 years or whatever
0: yeah you don't do that with criminal investigations, especially when people are calling things into question um These records disappeared quickly, like in the nineties, somebody was trying to follow up on this, and the Buffalo Police Department had no record of it happening whatsoever. They weren't denying that it happened right they had no record of their investigation or their findings or anything, so either they didn't so it happened, but. Uh. Found something that wasn't really copacetic with what they want to put out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or they just didn't care enough to investigate it.
1: So he was up there by himself with the security guard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what does the security guard say? Nothing? Nothing. He had nothing to say? He didn't see it happen?
0: No. he. There was 30 minutes where they were in two separate places up there. Bobby was outside. And the security guard was inside. And the security guard... Did not think, oh, it's weird, this guy's been outside in October in this wind for 30 minutes, and he's been up here for a while and gone up and come back down, and he never thought to check on him, apparently. I don't like it. Yeah, not many people do. Um, But it became a really famous picture, and it painted Buffalo in a very strange light for a long time. But I can't... Can you imagine being one of those 200 people? No. No. 200 people in this world. No. Uh Uh-uh. But what I find most interesting, aside from the sadness of all of this, is that... Carl Paladino was a scumbag even back then.
1: You know who can go the fuck home? Carl Paladino. Bye, go home. No one loves one loves loves you. He's disgusting. So was that really him then? Or is that just part of like the fun lore behind it? It's
0: alleged. I believe it. I believe it too. He is trash. I mean, there's he's never admitted it, but Well, he would never admit it. I he might. He's kind of proud of the fact that he's trash, but He was working at City Hall at the time, so.
1: I just feel really bad for the family because not only did they lose a son, a brother, a loved one, whatever, but also, like, no one gave a damn.
0: And that's really sad. And seeing your loved one impaled on a flagpole published (gasps) in major magazines across the nation. Well,
1: you know, you got to think, like, the observation deck isn't very big. It's very small. So he doesn't have, like, a whole lot of room to work with. But the fact that he landed on a flagpole is, like, unbelievable. Sad. But, like, it's, like, shocking that that's where he landed as opposed to just on the
0: cement. If that wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't even be talking about it. We never even would have heard about it. It would have been one of the other many suicides from the Buffalo City Hall observation deck that just never got brought up. There's
1: more? I mean, of course there's more. I yeah. just there's a lot.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a... It's like the place. It's like a hip-happening suicide spot.
1: I just remember a few years ago, maybe not even a few, maybe like a year or two ago when that guy um, was being held at the FBI and then he tried jumping out the window. I think he did jump out the window because he was guilty and didn't want to be in there. I don't know. I probably have it all wrong. But that's just... it's The whole story is just incredibly sad and I feel bad because I know the story and I didn't know his name. So I feel really bad for Bobby Jackson and his family
0: yeah me too. I knew the story for a long time, but in, before I looked it up, I didn't even know his full name was Robert leroy Wayne Jackson right and nineteen year old happy, productive kid that got good grades and seemed excited about life. it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to do that. so
1: and that just seems like a, a t- i wouldn't I wouldn't go to the observation deck. Not that I've ever thought about it, but I don't think I would go there. I think I would just jump in the water <laughs> with, like, rocks in my pockets, if I'm being honest. I know it's terrible.
0: It's such a girl thing to
1: do. Or, like the falls.
0: Oh. Um,
1: my dad's friend jumped I'm in the falls. i
0: rocks in my pocket <laughs> and go drown myself in the lake. be peaceful. And it'll be beautiful.
1: I always imagine that if I were to ever kill myself, it would be, you ever see Deep Impact with the asteroid Maybe it's um, Deep Rising. There's like an asteroid headed for Earth, and this woman, she's a news anchor, and she's in a horrible relationship with her dad. But he lives on the beach, and she finds him on the beach, and it's when the asteroid crashes into the ocean, and they just get dead by a tidal wave. I would love that.
0: That sounds horrible.
1: I know, but could you imagine? I would be dead before it hit me because I'd have a heart attack.
0: Oh, I didn't even think. Of, no, I have a strong heart, but yeah. That is that is the sad, maybe suicide of Bobby Jackson. Someone pushed him. I, a lot of people think that, and I mean, can't really go back and investigate anything. We should. All the records are gone.
1: But like, I bet if you put on Facebook, like, does anyone know anyone who saw this happen? I bet you did something back.
0: I've talked to people that saw it happen. Stop. Yeah, people that were in the square. One of my old co-workers. That's, what, that's how I became really fascinated by it. But, I mean, if he did commit suicide, he did create a very powerful, graphic, violent depiction of how it ends. Yeah. That maybe scared some people off from it, even though that wasn't his intent. And if he didn't... It's a real shame that that was never brought to light. But
1: that's so sad. Yeah. Poor Bobby Jackson and his family. And you know what? If you're feeling sad or hurt or like you want to hurt yourself,
0: call Lena. Call don't me. Call me. <laughs> None. Because <laughs> I'll be like, just do it. There I are so
1: many outlets that people can go to for help. But also, check on your strong friends and make sure that they're okay because sometimes they're not that strong. Just saying. Thank you for sharing that with me.
0: You, yeah, I don't... Like, I feel like... That now. took, like, a really, really, like, after-school special turn. That wasn't my intent, but...
1: Well, we're just putting it out there. We're talking about serious subject matter. If he, if he did kill himself, you know? Yeah. I doubt it, but if he did...
0: Fair enough. Well, anybody listening, uh, you know, if you have a strong stomach, do Bobby Jackson a favor. Look him up. Learn about him. Learn about what a what a happy kid people remember him as and That's come sweet. to your own conclusions based on the facts. I like that.
1: It's a good way to end it. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Bye. Go home. No one loves you.
1: You go home, no one loves you. Okay, bye. So I've been like last week I did in Michigan, I jumped to
0: Pennsylvania this time. Okay.
1: So we're traveling about an hour north of Pittsburgh. Okay.
0: Okay. Like where Christina Aguilera is from?
1: I have no idea where she's from, but this is um, from Butler County, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. The Winfield Township, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds like the middle of nowhere. It's 1985. Oh. I'm not even born yet, right? This happens in February. So what's February like? in the rust belt. Cold. The hell? Freezing cold. February is the coldest month, right? Yeah, usually. Snow. I mean, well
0: Yeah, it's it's disgusting.
1: It's sad. It's a sad time and then you think like we're pretty like rusty, gross, grey here. Pittsburgh's even worse. Right. Well, I love Pittsburgh. Oh, I love Pittsburgh. I'm just talking about the sky, all that. Well,
0: February is especially bad too, because you think you're almost done with winter, but you're not. and then it gets so much worse, mm-hmm. and then you just get depressed.
1: It's like the home stretch. You're like, God, just another month of this, and then you're like, Oh, how much more time? And only a day has
0: passed, and everything's always covered in snow, and there's no tracks. Yeah. And but it's, it's not just-
1: even white snow. It's just the gray mucky snow because all the cars are driving over it, and there's garbage and litter everywhere.
0: Every time you go outside in February in the Rust Belt, it sort of looks like being kidnapped.
1: It's like Gotham City. Yeah. But without any superheroes.
0: Ominous and just gross.
1: Disgusting and grungy and ugh. Okay.
0: I totally interrupted.
1: Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. We're setting the scene. So it's February 22nd of 1985, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. You're eight years old.
0: Shut up.
1: No, I'm saying just picture yourself. I'm not even born oh, yet. I
0: thought you were telling me. Really? I was eight years old in 1985, and I'm like, yeah. Um, we're playing that this year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just pretend you're eight years old, right? So think about where you were when you are eight years old. Like, you go to school. The bus stop is typically like a couple houses
0: down or in front of your house, right? Um... No, I. When I was eight years old, they kept me locked in a box and oh they didn't God. tell anybody that I existed because they didn't want to pay money to take me to the doctor or buy me clothes.
1: Okay, fair enough. So, you're eight years old <laughs> you have to go to school. Yeah, okay. like you have no cares in the world, right? You have no worries. You're just eight years old. You're just trying to, like, do your homework and hang with your pals and play with your toys. Be well, outside.
0: I worried about the bugs in the box and if I was going to be able to eat that day, but. Yeah. And if you
1: had enough, like, oxygen in the box with you.
0: And. You know how long can I hold it?
1: Right, right, right. T- typical, typical day in the life for Mike. Yeah. So we have this um, this little eight year old girl. Her name is Cherry Ann Mayhan.
0: That's that's a beautiful name. It sounds like a dessert.
1: Doesn't it? So I, when I first read it, it's C H E R R I E, and I'm like, this can't be Cherry. It's got to be like Sherry, right? No, it's Cherry. Okay. So, Cherry Mahan, she was eight years old. Um, She was a third-grade student from Butler County, Pennsylvania, okay? So, she went to school that day, like, every other day. She said goodbye to her parents, her siblings, whatever. Um, They sent her off the school bus. She went to school, did the damn thing, did her flashcards, did her cutting along the dotted line, did her multiplication tables, I was
0: going to say, I think dotted line. His is, kindergarten, you know yeah. what I mean. Right.
1: She did this stuff. She It was probably just after Valentine's Day, right? So this is almost 34 years ago.
0: Okay? Working on her cursive because it was the olden right. days. So
1: today, what's today? Today's the 16th. So today is February 16th. This happened February 22nd, 34, almost 34 years ago. Okay. So she's at school, does her thing. It's the end of the day. She gets on the bus, right? She's on the bus ride home with all of her friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her parents allegedly picked her up, like whether they drove to the bus stop or like walked to the bus stop to pick her up every day. They were there every day. So she got off the bus around 410 with three other students. And this one kid's mom that was at the like getting off the bus stop with her was sitting in the car waiting for her kid. And this mother remembers Cherry walking in front of her car, walking towards her house. Okay. Supposedly the bus stop was anywhere from 50 yards to 150 yards. From Cherry's house. So not that far.
0: I I mean, there's three feet in a yard, so it could be far if it was 150 yards.
1: Sure, but like
0: Oh wait, yeah, you know I mean? Like it's
1: it's not like it's something she does every day, whatever, like you just get home every day. Like whether you're with someone or the other like this other kid's mom had seen her get off the bus and walk directly in front of her car. And then the mom specifically stated that she waited until Cherry walked by before she would leave. Because Cherry was by herself that, that day, which normally isn't the case, okay? Okay. So there's snow on the ground, right? That's gross. 4.30 rolls around. Cherry's not home. So within 20 minutes, Cherry didn't arrive home. She's not that far from home. And she got off the bus with the other kids, made it through her whole school day somehow didn't make it home
0: 50 to 150 yards from mm-hmm. where she got dropped off mm-hmm.
1: the article that i read specifically said 50 but when you go like onto reddit and stuff and read people's comments then they say like a lot of people said 50 to
0: 150 so why didn't her parents pick her up there was no reason i thought they were always at the bus stop they
1: were they just didn't get her that day that i found no like legitimate reason why her parents did not pick her up that day right
0: but if they only live 50 to 150 yards from the bus stop, too, why would they right. do that in the first place?
1: Right. So I grew up in a cul-de-sac, and there was, like, 14 houses between, like, my parents— You've been to my parents' house between my parents' house and the end of the street, which is where the bus picked us up. So, like, it's not a far walk, but it's far enough. Like, if I were eight years old, like, my parents would never let me walk that far at eight years old.
0: Well, back then, they probably would have. In
1: 1985, probably, right? So— you're not You're never supposed to get in a car with anyone you don't know. You're not supposed to tell like a stranger that you're alone. You're supposed to be like, oh, you know, no, that's my mom right there. Whatever, like, yeah. You're just like taught these things. Like, no, you don't- I have a
0: pet in the bushes. That's what my mom told me. To tell people if anything that you knows. have a what? <laughs> a pet in the bush over there. What's a pet A pet. Oh, a pet gorilla. <laughs> said a peckerella? I'm like, oh, was that a plan? Or, or that? I mean, she something fancy. She really crazy. wanted me to get kidnapped, though.
1: <laughs> my dad taught me this thing that if anyone ever came up to me, I would have to say, "Hey, come here," and then I have to squat real down, like down real low, and then make sure the person squatted down real low with me, and then I punch him in the dick, and then I was just supposed to run away. That's what my dad taught me. What kind can, of bullshit is that?
0: <laughs> I can see your dad doing. Like, I'm not even <laughs> smiling because I could. I can really.
1: Picture my dad telling me
0: that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I can picture you doing that. Just used to practice like it. that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: I used to practice it. Like we had a safe word and everything. So anyway. So <laughs> Cherry never made it home. Okay? Okay. Never made it home. So her parents called the police okay. at 4.30 and they're like, Cherry never came home. They didn't really like make a big to do about it. They're like, oh, maybe she just stopped at a friend's house. So they had to call like all the friend's houses, go to all the friend's houses in between. No one found. Like she was nowhere to be found. Okay. Did they
0: retrace where she got dropped off?
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. So, there's snow on the ground, but from where, like, she was last seen to get home, there were, like, allegedly no footprints in the snow. none. Okay? Needless to say, no one ever found Cherry. I'm going to tell you that right now. She is still a missing person. She was legally declared dead on November 5th of 1998, which is really sad that no one ever found her. Like, that was it. That was all they could do. So, she would be 42 years old today if they were to find
0: her. It's crazy that they declared her legally dead three years later instead of still missing.
1: No, she she disappeared in 1985, and then she was declared dead in 1998,
0: so that's... Oh, well, I thought you said 88.
1: It. No, sorry. Mm-mm. <sighs> sorry. 1998. Sorry, girl. So... They had to like talk. They talked to that mom who said no, she walked past my car and that's when I left is when I made sure Cherry walked by. So then they of course talked to the other kids on the school bus, right? And you're like, "Okay, well kids don't really like like they can sometimes have like an active imagination." Kids are stupid. Right. But every single kid said that a van was trailing the bus. Okay? You're picturing it. Creepy van, right? Creepy blue van. Get this. It gets worse. It had a scene painted on it. Do you have any guess what kind of scene was painted on it?
0: Candyland? No. Nope. A circus? No. A zoo?
1: No, it was a mountain and a skier. Yeah. Yep. It was a blue van. <laughs> it was a blue van with a mountain and a skier painted on it.
0: So these Whoever's driving the van is wearing a shirt with a wolf on it.
1: Yeah, and there's probably a dream catcher <laughs> in yeah. the rear view mirror okay. right? Like just some weirdo straight out of the fucking Erie County fair. Yeah. One hundred percent. They bought everything. They bought the rainbow, the airbrush Puka shell necklace. They bought the caricatures <laughs> with their with their pet turtle. The airbrush <laughs> yeah. shirts. Yep. They they bought their the kernel corn, kettle corn, kettle corn, what's it?
0: I love kettle
1: They bought corn. no, but they don't. bought it. They bought it with like all the shit in it that you don't want. They didn't get just the plant kind they got like the fucked up kind okay With,
0: like pistachio flavor yeah
1: then no kind. one wants right okay so no one ever found cherry right
0: and all the kids remember this creepy van
1: yeah they they tried no Did the
0: van stop
1: no trace of a van like the van would stop behind the bus when the bus would come to a stop
0: where'd the van go after they dropped off cherry though?
1: no one could point it in the direction So they searched, you know, they put out, like, a parameter where they have to check for everything and everyone, and they put out, like, whatever type of alert saying we're on the lookout for this type of van. But because they had done all this way too late, the van was already gone. So they never found, they never found this van. I mean. Like, things weren't how they are now, where, like, people are on top of their shit. Yeah,
0: but how common are vans? With a mural painted on the side. Right. Maybe that was purposeful. Maybe it was washable.
1: Like like they just did it with chalk or something. Like they used watercolor and then they I took it through they a car used wash.
0: Like an paint and then they went through a car wash and then all of a sudden it's just a plain blue van and everybody that said something about this mural right is wrong.
1: Right. Or maybe they just got rid of the van and had a different car waiting by like you know what i mean? Cuz they're like, "Oh, it's just a van. That's someone like following waiting for their kid to get off the bus." But like every like it was all the same kids, the same bus driver, like the same parents. But it was just like this random ass van that, for whatever reason, like if that were me, like if the bus driver, like maybe the the bus driver probably didn't see it, but that's just like you know we like we know like, the shit that comes along with creepy vans.
0: Listen, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do, my friends and I would be at the back of the buses when we were real little, like, cute and stuff. Yeah. And we would wave and smile at mm. the car behind us through that big back window. Right. And then when they waved and smiled back, we'd flick them off. <laughs> I knew you
1: were going to say that. Are you going to, like, put your butt on the window or And everybody
0: would be all horrified. And one time this lady... She just flicked us off right back. <laughs> that was when I stopped. That was what I needed and wanted, I guess. It's what I was looking for.
1: You but just wanted someone to retaliate?
0: I wanted to see an adult retaliate. I was a
1: child? Yeah. Like us in
0: Target. I felt untouchable. And then I realized how entirely mortal and fragile <laughs> I am.
1: At like five years old?
0: No, I was still in the box then.
1: Oh. So, how were you on a bus?
0: I was. I was probably like nine. Okay. Because they let me out at eight.
1: You were brave. I was never that brave at eight. I'm still not that brave.
0: Well, I went to Catholic school, so you had to be brave.
1: I went to Catholic school, too, until I was nine years old. Ten.
0: Oh, I went until sixth grade. Yeah. I was in the fourth grade. My Just age. long enough to get my settlement with the Catholic Church. <laughs> Holler. I got a <laughs> year. You can file charges for a year. Oh, Really? About anything that happened. They have, like, $980 billion around here. And the Rust Belt, bring it back to topic, for people who got molested by priests.
1: Yeah, they're going hard in Pennsylvania now, but we can do that another day. We can tackle that together if you want. But anyway, so... The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, right? Everyone knows about this. They help people, like people put out the word about their kids that go missing, what and whatnot. It opened in 1984, so that was a year before Cherry had gone missing. So they featured Cherry as their first child listed on their mass-made "Have You Seen Me?" search cards. So it's basically like, like I, a baseball card, but for a missing kid.
0: Oh, I thought it was like the like the playing cards they would give people in jail.
1: Oh, no, not quite. Not quite. It basically just had, like, all her statistics on it and stuff. Okay. Um, for example, the day she left, she was wearing a gray coat, blue denim skirt, blue leg warmers, and beige boots. That was on the card. She was also, like,
0: you know. So it's like a trading awesome. card from some person.
1: Exactly. So, um, to this day, the state police still receive tips. In 2011, they received a tip, um... But they they haven't discussed this one at all because they fear that it will endanger the investigation because it apparently has really, like, important and pertinent information in it. Um, But in 2014, that was the latest tip that they received. Um, And this led state troopers to investigate a woman that they thought was Cherry, but it came up that it wasn't her.
0: What do you think happened to her? Was she sold into slavery?
1: No, I think that person in the van, you know, they say what the the kids after like an hour, they have a 75% chance oh, of being yeah. murdered, be, like after the first hour of being kidnapped. No, sh- that person in the van probably took her, molested her and killed her. One, that is 100% what I believe.
0: But they would have found a body by now.
1: Mm-mm. No way. Not at all. They have, there's so many bodies that they don't find or they could have found her like, you know, Maybe there's no DNA left. Even if there's teeth, maybe they don't have her former dental
0: records. Yeah, but you can test against adults that they were related to.
1: Yeah. No, I know that. So but like, even if there's knows? teeth
0: or, like, a bone, you can test it now.
1: Right, but they haven't found anything, though. Because I'm sure when all this happened and when DNA testing and stuff really came into play, th- I'm sure that they took someone from her lineage's DNA in case they ever put it in whatever that... Um, what is it called? That they put all the DNA in?
0: Oh, the database that's gonna mm-hmm. destroy us all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> destroy us all. Yeah. Um I'm sure that they did take all that so then they could run it through and see if they ever had any matches, but so far they haven't had anything. So when Gross. I, right. So I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. So I just googled like weird crimes in like Pennsylvania or something. And this was one of the first ones that popped up because they had just covered it a couple days ago on the news because it's almost 34 years later. Because like I said, it was February 22nd and today's the 16th. So this is still like making headlines in Pennsylvania news stations because she was fucking eight years old. And went missing, and they never found her. And it's not like the police didn't try, but also this was 1985 where they don't have half of the things that we have now to find people.
0: I, not to take anything away from Cherry, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, stuff like that, there's, I can name like 10 over in Jamestown or Chautauqua County where people never found bodies and people just went missing and stuff, so... I think it kind of speaks to the safety of the area of Pennsylvania, at least a little bit, if they're still talking about it.
1: Right. Right. Ooh. I mean, it, the, everyone made it seem like, you know, it was like this nice, safe little neighborhood. Everyone knew everyone. And it's not like she was the only kid that got off on the, sc- like the school bus stop by herself. So, what like was she even that much of a target? Like, clearly, because she's young and vulnerable. Like, she's just a child. But... She wasn't... She wasn't alone. And they just... They never, ever found her. And, like, her family won't talk about the The article that I got this information from, they specifically said how the parent... Whoever was left, they're, like, not saying anything
0: about it. Is it because they're sad or because they're involved?
1: I think it's probably because they're sad, but also because um, they're mad that nothing was ever done. So the one... On Reddit, of course, because I fucking love Reddit. Um, someone was saying how they believe that Cherry must have known this person because otherwise, why would she have gotten well, in the exactly. van? That's- but also, like, if the, if someone were to tell you, well, your mom told me to pick you up and take you home from the bus stop today. No. You wouldn't have gone? I might have gone, I, but I, I feared authority. No. Like, I was like, adults are authority. I have to listen to them. If-
0: If that happened to you, you would have punched them in the dick because your parents taught you better.
1: Well, I like to think that that's what I would have done. But, I mean, there's no guarantee. You know what I mean?
0: I guess.
1: Like, even um, the state trooper said that he believed that it was someone that she knew. So, like, I'm very curious. It has to be. Right. I'm very curious to see what this, like, 2011 tip was because they haven't discussed it at all yet. They talked about one from 2014 where it what like they thought it was cherry but it wasn't her
0: i i mean there's yeah because people would have noticed anybody out of the ordinary in a place that small like all the kids noticed a van of all things behind a school bus and like the mom knows her walking in front of her car like it had to be somebody that was supposed to be there and didn't look out of place there and right but kids then you have a van better.
1: but then you have this van that's incredibly out of place was it well yeah because it had a weird skier and and fucking I airbrushed
0: mean, on it i don't know what they did in the 80s like i remember my creepy stepdad had like a like a chevy with it was brown and it had orange and yellow and white lines that were really thick painted on the side I thought you were
1: gonna say flames i got really excited
0: <laughs> it was gonna be like that trash No, but it was trashy. Like, I don't know. Maybe that was normal in Pennsylvania. It had to be somebody she knew because the first thing you learn as a kid is don't get in a car with a stranger.
1: Right. So do you think there's any possibility that Cherry did make it home, but something happened to her there? Yes. You do? You think the parents did it?
0: That would be my assumption. I mean, I watch enough investigation discovery. Mm -hmm. I... Obviously, I'm no expert, and I just watch a lot of TV, but I'm when I was eight, I just got out of the box. So <laughs> if some stranger tried to make me get in a van, I'd, I'd punch them in the dick, too. And nobody even taught me that.
1: And then you'd go home, and then your parents would do something to you?
0: Well, they'd put me back in the box, or right. they would lock me in the attic sometimes. But, yeah, I I feel... Like, it had to be somebody she knew, and, yeah, she probably made it home.
1: At the very least, it's someone that she has seen before. Like, whether she actually, like, knew who they were or not, I think it's a face she was at least
0: familiar with. Yeah, well, somebody would have remembered a stranger in an area that small, too. Like, that's why I say, like, if it was somebody that was out of place, somebody would have remembered that. Because it sounds like the middle of nowhere.
1: Well, and also... I used to drive a fiat and everyone knew that it was me, right? So if you're gonna be a kidnapper stealing babies in a blue van.
0: That's why I think that the blue van is either a red herring uh-huh. or an intentionally misleading thing that was thrown out there.
1: That maybe it was just like a random van. Well but all the kids. It might said be they a random van.
0: Or it might be
1: someone the parents hired or someone that someone else hired?
0: No, something that was ditched quickly or it might have just been a van.
1: Yeah. That's what I think. I think they ditched it quick quickly and they had like a different getaway car. You know what I mean?
0: Because back then you could
1: you could buy a car for like eight hundred bucks then. Really? Probably. I don't know. Just
0: guessing. Ugh. That was depressing, Lena.
1: I know. It's really hard like talking about kids because it's sad, but it's the truth. That's what happens. You know, you can't ignore it. It's real life. So if you ever have babies, I'm not. stay away from the blue van with the mountain and
0: yeah, the scare if, painted on if it. If I ever have babies, I you're going to hear about it because they're going to have a for sale sign attached to them. <laughs> and yeah. like, I mean, it's not Garage like I, can, sale. <laughs> I can't accidentally have a baby. I got to kind of try to do that in my situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, reading stuff like this makes me terrified to even think. Like, I have a dog, and when I'm gone sometimes, from, like, for work, I'm like, oh, what if he gets stolen? Like, while I'm at—like, that's what I think about when I'm at work. So I can't imagine having a kid and having to worry about their fucking life, too.
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: It's just a whole lot of anxiety that I don't think I can, like—
0: And if you're a parent that doesn't worry about your kids, you're a bad parent.
1: Go home. Bye.
0: Bye. It? Yeah, we should end up <laughs>
1: okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Go home. No one loves you.
0: Meh. <laughs>